Welcome to the Untold in Sound podcast. My name is Tina. We have a double feature for you. Today, we present Doug Leach's interview with Sven, the singer from the band Aborted, and also an interview with Jeff Sisson, the singer from the band Troglodyte. We caught up with both bands at The Bottleneck in Lawrence, Kansas on the day of their performance. It was very exciting, and the place was full of fans. In this double feature, we begin with Doug Leach's interview with Sven from Aborted. The band had just finished their set, and the venue was wrapping up, so please excuse the background noise. On to the show. Enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Sven, the idiot from Aborted, and you're listening to the Unfolding Sound Podcast. Can you give a brief explanation about your band? I know you've been around since 95. Well, uh, we play a lot of blast beats and say a lot of really, really terrible jokes and uh, try to have a good time. Going through some of your previous interviews, it sounds like not everybody in the band is completely into like extreme metal. And I guess what keeps you in the genre? What keeps you doing it? Um, I, I wouldn't say that not everybody isn't into extreme metal. I think everybody listens to other stuff besides extreme metal. So okay. We listen, you know, to both, and sometimes it's good to, you know, uh, listen to some other shit to, to change your mind, like some of us listen to synthwave kind of stuff, like 80s kind of <laughs> shit, and we listen to Dio, for example, stuff like that, you know, Sabbath, a broader range, and some of the newer bands too, you know, there's, there's a lot of really interesting stuff out there. some influences from there and you translate it into what you're doing it makes it a bit more interesting clearly for me I mean I've been doing this for way too fucking long now and clearly it's where my heart lies so. yeah yeah well you guys are what like 25 28 years old as a band and I guess as a compliment you have more energy on stage than a lot of like significantly younger bands that I've seen. <laughs> thank you So that being said, like, you know, you, you guys have been around for a bit. You couldn't tour off the last album when it first came out because of the pandemic. But then you guys went and did a big tour uh, last fall. You're just now starting in on this tour. How are you guys holding up? We're doing okay. I mean, it, it, I won't lie. It was rough. It was rough getting uh, the start of the Lorna Shore tour. Uh, the first show we had back after not seeing each other for three years. So not only didn't we play, but we couldn't even see each other. Yeah. Because we were all living in, in different places. So uh, it was a brutal assault in Czech Republic. 
with like two days of practice after three years not playing and seeing each other in front of like what 20,000 people so we're like okay how does this work again hello go through the crucible yeah yeah it's, it's mainly you know performing the songs is one thing but uh, getting back into being the front man and talking to people that was not easy after such a long break fair enough and uh, it, it took a little while during the, the previous tour too to you know because you're surrounded with bands that were able to tour and it, it just took a little bit to, to get back into it now on your uh, spotify bio <laughs> it mentions some of the charity work that you guys have done uh fight against uh homelessness the uh ukrainian refugees can you speak to that a little bit yeah i mean i i think it's cool to always give a little back we are a very extreme band and we have extreme lyrics and videos and whatnot but that doesn't mean you know that we have dead body parts in our fridge right uh it just you know it, i think it's nice now and then to to be able to do something back for the community so so okay. we're trying to do What advice would you give any band starting out? Don't. <laughs> That's the second one of those I've heard today. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd say work hard uh, and focus on getting the basics right because it seems like everything has shifted a little bit where people are more occupied by making sure their marketing's right and their online presence is on on you know on point right but make sure you start you know making sure that the music and the band and everything is tight like you know make, get the basics first make sure you're a good band when you go play live and and then worry about that shit fair enough podcast itself we most of the time when we're not doing interviews we sit around and we discuss albums sort of an album review but really just an album discussion if you had to pick an album or band for us to cover just to sit around and discuss who would it be i guess the idea being to give exposure to something that's you know, already out there that maybe needs more coverage or is just something that piques your interest that's a good one let me think about that for a second I think you should probably give uh, The Last Benighted record a chance. Okay. Check that out. Do you know the name of it? Uh, yeah, it's Obscene Repressed. Okay. All right, we can add that one to the list. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was an insightful interview with great advice. We appreciate Sven for the time he spent with us. Up next is our interview with Mr. Jeff Sisson from the band Troglodyte. 
Get ready to hear another veteran of the rock world speak about his experiences. Good evening. This is Jeff from Troglodyte, and you are listening to the one, the only, Unfolding Sound Podcast. <laughs> I think I blacked out there for a second. It's a, co- it's a lack of coffee. I'm glad I got that. Dude, if he hadn't brought that coffee over, this could have went bad. Could have been bad. <laughs> Doug with the Unfolding Sound Podcast, and I'm here with Jeff Sisson. Yeah, from, Jeff from Sisson. Troglodyte. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so far, so good. Yes. And we got the coffee going. So Second I coffee. There. Yes. <laughs> so, listen, it's it's pretty interesting because we didn't, uh, you know, we're not, uh, we work with, uh, come on over. <laughs> Run away. Uh, we work with uh, the the digital arm and nuclear blast, but we're not really signed. So any any of the stuff that we do, dude, thank Tip you so much, man. Uh, <laughs> Bring the coffee. More coffee. See, it's coming yes. in, coming in fast now. So uh, yeah, so we don't, uh, you know, not having like label support or anything. Uh, it's kind of interesting. We worked with a PR on, on the last album. We worked with a. a PR company named Clawhammer, guys out of Topeka. Okay. And uh, that's the first time we'd ever even done anything like that. So it's kind of surprising that, because it came out last March, and it's, you know, you guys found it after the initial push. So it's always interesting. But that's how it's always been with us, since, we again, we don't usually, uh, uh, you know, we're not working with a label that's got a big push for us. So we kind of do our own push, and sometimes it's a weak push. Fair enough. <laughs> or we just, it's, I like to, it's that real uh, organic, you know, people just kind of find us organically, yeah, yeah. which is the worst way to ever try to do that. So, but. Well, it's hard to if make you're trying to make If you're trying to get your name out, it's the worst way to do it. But uh, <laughs> that's a lot of people have found us that way. It's just kind of, oh, uh, I heard, you know, they saw somebody else wearing a shirt or they heard a song or, you know, they picked up something or. So I'll take it. You know, yeah. it's... Can you give us a, a brief history of the band? Yeah, uh, let me think about this real quick. Okay, yeah, no, uh, so uh, originally we started in 2005. It was uh, myself and uh, the drummer, Chris Wilson. We're the two OGs, and we're still in the band. Okay. Uh, We had a mutual friend who introduced us to one another, and we just kind of hit it off. Um, We talked about doing something musically off and on. He was, I mean, he was already doing things, and it was pretty interesting stuff. And uh, I told him I had an idea for something. It was like kind of a hard sell at first. He's like, what? Like, <laughs> it's Bigfoot and you're wearing masks? What? Like, I said, don't worry about that part of it. I said, let's, um, let's, you know, let's, 
let's kind of explore it, uh, try to write some music. If the music sucks, everything else is pointless. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I say that, you know, uh, but that was the idea. That was the general idea. That was like, I think around 2005, 2006, I think so. Okay. And then, um, you know, we, we brought some other people in who uh, I'm, uh, I think my guitar playing is poor at best. Fair so uh, my mouth guitar playing is amazing. So, uh, <laughs> I, but, uh, you know, that's how it started. You know, Chris and I were in the basement and, you know, I'd come up with a riff and I could play it really slow and I might play it for somebody else. And, uh, oh, you mean like this? You know, and like play it actually the right way and good. So, right. Uh, but that's, that's kind of how it started. And, uh, and it just kind of, uh, you know, we, we spent a lot of time in the basement. We wrote a ton of songs and we didn't play any shows for years. And uh, we kind of made sure the music was where it needed to be. And then we kind of worked on the stage look and just kind of this, you know, the silly mask and all that <laughs> business. So, uh, but I mean, that's kind of the, it's a pretty high level. Fair enough. Pretty high level. Uh, where the idea for the whole Bigfoot thing come from? Uh, you can blame me for that. I lived uh, at the time. I think uh, I'm, I'm from Kansas City originally, and I had transplanted myself out to LA in the early 2000s, like 99, 2000. Okay. Uh, I worked on. Uh, I was working on really low budget movies uh, <laughs> for a couple different. Uh, straight to video companies and okay. I, I spent some time out there and I thought of it when I was out there and um, uh, it just seemed like the most ridiculous thing it was like because <laughs> uh, at the time you know you had bands like uh, Nile comes to mind you know very Egyptian centric yeah, yeah. Uh, you know metal and but it's like my thinking was well what if it's it wasn't there, there was a, there were a ton of bands that were uh, definitely an inspiration for troglodyte that are certainly not death metal in any capacity whatsoever but All right. but the niche idea of just seeing it about bigfoot yeah you can totally blame me for that <laughs> so i had my foot in the special effects world and i i uh, thought well you know what if we all wore masks and at the time uh, you know, I'm a huge like fan of that Alice Cooper, Guar, all the <laughs> Kiss theatrical stuff. So, the idea of wearing the mask, we all would wear kind of the same mask, same clothes, and it just kind of took the focus off of the person. It yeah. drove me bananas when you'd see a band, and you know, the the lead singer might have a shirt on. Everybody's, what is that shirt he's wearing, or who's the band? You know, it's like they kind of dial in on these little things. Right, it becomes distracting. Yeah, very much so. So I tried to, even though wearing a rubber mask is about the most distracting thing. You <laughs> Could possibly do but it, it, I, it the idea was to take away the kind of the individuality everybody just becomes this very yeah yeah goonish looking figure that does their <laughs> thing so uh, I mean and that was the idea and uh, you know I, it, I sat on it for a long time till I moved back and when I moved back to Kansas City and I, I feel like that was right around that 2004 2005 and that was when we had a again I had this mutual friend who introduced me to Chris and that's where it kind of took off from there okay it was a pretty hard sell. Did I mention that? <laughs> Bigfoot? All of them? All the songs. Yes, all of them. Okay. I, I can imagine that'd be an odd conversation, yeah. Yeah, it, again, it was like one of those weird things where it's like, let's, if we can't make, it, let's make, see if we can make decent songs. Because then if, if the music isn't good, what's the point of spending all this time in the production right. side of things? So, so, but... 
Yep, there. That's pretty much it. Depending on what you read online, it sounds like all of the band members are associated with other bands. It's pretty fair. It's pretty fair. <laughs> I guess, what all is everybody into at that point? The Troglodyte was the first band I'd ever and ever been in or attempted. I'd done other musical endeavors, but that was that was kind of my thing. So, okay. uh, but uh, the the original core members of the band were. Uh, at the time, I think Chris dabbled in some other things, and we had a guitar player that we brought in, and he had another project. Um, and I think that's pretty common, yeah. like especially, uh, you know, once we, I feel like we kind of took off a little bit, that became our focus. Okay. So, and, and you know, as bands go on or evolve, as they, you know, people come and go sometimes, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. things just don't work out. And, um, so when we, uh, a, a lot of times, you know, hey, we know this guy from this band and he's really, you know, we need to get a guitar. Let's see if he'll, you know, work. <laughs> so that's how that kind of all came to be. So, okay. uh, you, you know, and it, over the years, it's, it's you know, uh, you know, just like tonight, we're getting ready to play this show. So the opening band, TTFA, is two guys from Troglodyte. Right. You know, so it's very, uh, you know, it's very that. Uh, it's just how it worked out, you know. It's just kind of how it worked out, you know. Michael, we brought Michael in after we, we had a guitar player leave. We brought Michael in, and he's this amazing guitar player. And we needed a, uh, a at the time, um, we had, uh, we were working with Mike Flores, who's this amazing bass player. Well, he's, his main band is Origin, you know. That's, you know, and when he tours, it's like, you know, we love playing. It's like, well, gosh, man. And there were times just he couldn't go, you know? So it's like, and we talked to him. It's like, well, you know, what if we bring in, we can bring in Brandon from TTFA and okay. he can play bass, you know? And it's like, it just worked out like that. It was very, you know, and then it was like, well, shit, we still, we like playing with Mike too. Well, hell, let's just have two bass players now. So <laughs> that's where we're at with that. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, 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 sometimes it's just how it works out, so. your guys is a uh, I guess page on set list to FM mm -hmm. of just various shows it's kind of a laundry list of Kansas City venues that just aren't around anymore <laughs> yeah, oh, your, yeah yeah your riot room your Beaumont Club yeah. uh, jackpot saloon aftershock yeah jackpot's not here aftershock's not there anymore riot room yeah no. but we've also had a bunch that have kind of popped up in their place mm -hmm. uh, Vivo farewell things like that mm -hmm. uh, I guess how do you feel about the the state of music slash venues in the Kansas City and Lawrence area although Lawrence hasn't changed a whole lot no um, Kansas City's had a little uh, well for we've never been a big band about I mean we've never been like one of those we don't play a lot in in KC 
Okay. I mean, that's just kind of how it's worked out. We've had opportunities like, oh, hey, let's go play this festival or, or uh, we'll go here and do that. You know, it, it's a lot of, uh, you know, we might do a little little mini tour and go out of town, you know. So, we're, you know, we've been around for a minute. So playing every weekend at the local fill-in-the-blank bar name doesn't really right. do us any good you don't get any more people come out really and, and it's, right. what, what we do is very niche it's extreme music so um, yeah I you know after the pandemic was you know the big reset it was is very strange you know so it's like these places these great places we were used to just kind of a very comfortable we knew if we needed a show oh we'll just go talk to tim and dallas at the right room and right. We'll, we'll figure something out or if there was a touring band that we happened to know when they were coming through they'd be through hey you guys want to do support yeah absolutely so those are all kind of gone now and it's it's very strange so um uh you know lawrence uh is it's uh, you know, I enjoy coming to Lawrence. I'm in another band, Big Shocker, called Hasferatu, which is a little more uh, kind of a heavier rock. But we play up here a lot. And okay. um, it, it's they've got, you know, the bottlenecks, little places like the replay. I love playing there. Um, pretty intimate little places. We play at the Granada. Um, yeah, I, I hope it gets back to, I feel like, where it was in KC. It's going to be a minute, you know, because these established places, you know, the, the booking agents aren't just going to book somebody, a, a touring band, someplace they have never heard of or they don't right. have a, any sort of, you know, um, relationship with. Right. It's a, it's a hard sell. So and everything's still kind of settling with, yeah. the, with the new and you places. you can see it when you look at tour schedules. I know, you know, there's these amazing shows and they just kind of skip right over yep. the Midwest. Or they might they might hit St. Louis. Us or one of the bigger markets, but yeah, yes. that's that's the fallout from that, man. That's what we can, and until we get some places that really, you know, that, uh, you know, can step up and offer that, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be really tough. Okay, so you've listened to podcasts. Well, occasionally, we like to talk about albums that you know, we, we just have a strong attachment to. Oh, yeah. Uh, is there any particular album that you have a strong attachment to? Good Lord. Uh, be easier <laughs> to tell you one I don't. Yeah, um, <laughs> love music. always have music going on in my office. I, I work from the house now. I... Um, gosh, man, the, the go-to... I, I got to say anything from ministry. Oh, really? Oh, nice. My kid, my kid's twelve now. He knows. Oh, is this off mine? Is a terrible thing to taste? <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, you know. Uh, yeah, I would say. Um, you know, I love those guys. Jeez, uh, man, boy, that's a bad one. You put me on the spot. Ministry is probably my go-to. All like, right, man. I'm bumming. I'm like. Let's get out, Uncle Al. I think I, I can blow the dust off this one. I love so, and it's like, I'm a pretty, uh, you know, I don't sit around and listen to a ton of death metal. I mean, I love death metal, but, you know, 
you know, before I left the house today, I was spinning, um, I was listening to The Damned, this, like, greatest hits collection that I'd found, <laughs> and, and they're, it's great, you know, it's like, and it just, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff like that, I listen to stuff on vinyl, I kind of got rid of the, tried to, the mp3 player almost killed music for me i was listening i felt like i was listening to 10 seconds of 10,000 songs yeah so i kind of got rid of it and i had this some huge vinyl collection and it's very tactile so yeah, i'll yeah. go to the vinyl like time and time again it's like ooh, pet shop boys Ooh, yeah i gotta spin <laughs> this one uh you know so it's like uh it's it's pretty interesting um but yeah i would say that's a, that's a pretty yeah i crawl in the car boy it's like uh, there's always a ministry i Ministry, Ghetto Boys, <laughs> one Slayer album, a Fear Factory album. Which one? Any of them, but it's right. usually one of the first three. Uh, usually obsolete or demanufactured. Fear is the Mind Killer is a good one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I do. I do. It's like I I've got that like set little chunk of uh, bands that it's like, oh man, <laughs> I was like. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Grunt truck. I love grunt truck. <laughs> you ever heard of grunt truck? I have not. I like the name though. <laughs> Dude, dig up. Uh, oh, it, it was. Uh, it was like one of those fallouts from uh, the '90s grunge, uh, skin yard uh, push. Go look. I can listen to that. Uh, I've listened to that thing a million times. All right. I'm gonna stop talking about music now. So. <laughs> It is part of the podcast. It is. Uh, yeah, it is. So. <laughs> Do you have any advice for bands that are starting out? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to expand on that? Maybe uh, a it's little. It's tough. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, just be persistent. You know, uh, practice, 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 practice. Don't... Uh, you know, it depends what you're trying to do, too. I, I mean, you know, uh, but, yeah, you, you, you definitely have to be persistent. It's a lot different than it was 10 years ago. It's a lot different than it was 20 years ago. So, um, yeah, uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, um, I mean, there's tons, dude. I hear kids. I, it makes, I listen to these kids, and it's like, what the hell do you think he is, 14? Man, I mean, you know, just destroying. Just destroying. So, uh, you know, um, yeah, I don't want to sound. I'm not going to be the old fart. It's like don't you know that's but um no it's it's tough it's a racket if you're if you're going into it to make money stop you're not going to you can you can you got to be shrewd about it and uh probably get a gimmick wear masks uh sing about one thing no uh it's tough just uh, uh there's so many more avenues to get the music out than there were 20 years ago that it makes it uh, easier to get out, but unfortunately, that makes there's millions of more sound bites to listen to now too. So yeah, to try to find that new. Oh, that's so you know that it, it's harder to discover found. music. Yeah, it is. It really like, is. So it's easy to discover music, but it's hard to actually find anything. It's yeah something that you're tuned into. Yep.
If there was a band for us to review in the future, who would you pick? Oh my god. Uh, Something for, I, I guess, for people to try to discover. I would tell you to go huge, huge influence on me, and you're just going to be like, okay, the upper crust. All right. So they are dressed as 17th century, turn of, turn of the century, 17th century <laughs> aristocrats, powdered wigs, makeup, um, huge influence on Trog. All right. Huge. Uh, so, and you know, like this lead singer's name's Lord Bendover. <laughs> and they sing like, again, when they sing, total ACDC vibe. Really? Yeah. Okay. I you will know, have to check like that out. You know, there's the saying, let them eat cake. Well, they have let them eat rock. <laughs> And they've got a song called Little Old Lord Fauntleroy, which I'm like, dude, it's got the greatest hook. I mean, go check them out. If you've never heard of them, I've and not. it's amazing because never signed, somehow they managed to get onto national TV. Like, I think they made an appearance on Conan O'Brien. They've got a song <laughs> on a guitar hero. Really? One of the guitar heroes, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, when you see him, you're like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, to not see them and hear them, it is some uh, very uh, in the vein of ACDC. There you go, Upper Crust. I All don't right. think most people have heard of the Upper Crust. I like it's, 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 I think, uh, and I think one, if I'm not mistaken, one of the guitar players was used to be a speechwriter for Bill Clinton. <laughs> so there you go. We'll put it on the list. <laughs> guys came when you came over and I, I i remember you reached out to me and uh yeah it's just been a day and you're like hey man we're gonna do this like okay give me 30 give me like 30 minutes i gotta score some coffee That's well hopefully awesome. it was uh hopefully it was painless so. oh it was it was completely painless a good way oh yeah that was great kind of decompressed <laughs> before i have to go yell and scream in a little bit so yeah. no it's good thank you so much well thank you this seems like a lot of effort thank you so much uh, thank you guys Appreciate oh, no, no, it's okay. No. was a great interview from our good friend Jeff and we thank him for his stories and advice. Our theme song is All the Love in the World by Adam Austin. Our interviewer is Doug Leach. The song excerpts used in the show are for educational, commentary and review purposes. The songs that were used during the interview with Sven from the band Aborted are Track 1 Infinite Terror Track 2, Bathos. Track 3, Meticulous Invagination. Track 4, Mania Cult. Additionally, an excerpt from the song Casual Piece of Meat by the band Benighted was also used in the interview. The songs used during the interview with Jeff Sisson from the band Troglodyte are Track 1, You're Gonna Sweat. Track 2, Entrails Torn from a Cryptid's Gut. 
Track 3, Meet Your Maker. Track 4, Sasquashed. Track 5, Beaten and Eaten. Track 6, The Only Good Hippie is a Dead Hippie. Track 7, Ric Flair's Hair. Additionally, an excerpt from the song Let Them Eat Rock by the band The Upper Crust was also used in the interview. Our show was produced by David Irons. From all of us at The Unfolding Sound, this is Tina wishing you a fantastic day. Until the next time. From Era X Entertainment. The Unfolding Sound Podcast is a music review and band interview show. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are their own and not reflective of the podcast producers. The podcast aims to provide educational and cultural insights into music. Any historical or factual claims should be independently verified. The Unfolding Sound podcast includes song excerpts for review and commentary purposes, which we believe fall under fair use. We provide informative and transformative analysis of the music, giving critical opinions and insights. We respect the right of copyright owners and give proper credit to the original artists.